Welcome to another episode of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News. Joining me, Jordan Schilling, modern day grad, now at High Point University. Go Panthers, right, Jor? Yeah. <laughs> but before it was High Point, it was West Virginia. And we're going to talk about that transition because those of you who are listening, the whole point of this podcast is to help with the college search and admission, not only for students, but for parents. And we're going to look at your story, your the road to High Point, but how it went from modern day to West Virginia to now at High Point. But let's go right into it. High Point University, a lot of people listening to this podcast may not be familiar with High Point. Where is High Point? I know where it is, but I want you to sell High Point. Where's High Point and, and why High Point? So High Point is in High Point, North Carolina, which is about 25 minutes from Greensboro and about an hour from Charlotte like an hour, hour and a half from Raleigh. It's near like schools like Duke, Wake Forest, UNC, NC State. So a lot of big schools around it. It's a very beautiful school. And for me personally, when I was choosing the schools, a lot about the program and I love the coaches, I love the facilities and just the atmosphere there and the city itself is just a great place to be and you're surrounded by a lot of great people. And Personally, I've been on HPU's campus yes. and we did go from the Charlotte route and then we drove and you're driving and all of a sudden you're like, where are we? You get off the exit <laughs> yeah. and then you kind of start seeing it. And Jordan, when I first drove that campus, I felt like I was driving, you know, like when you drive to Disneyland for the first time. It's insane. Did it feel like La La Land? Like something like when you first step foot on that campus, like what's up with this? Yeah, so when I went on my official visit, I went during Christmas. So, like, that time of year, like, I went New Year's Eve day. Okay. And they, like, deck that place out. They have huge, large, like, two times my size nutcrackers all over the place. Lights everywhere. Like, they have an event where people drive through the campus to see all of the stuff they put up. See, I didn't even know this. This is during Christmas time. So, right? yeah, because I was in the portal... I entered November 28th, which was the first day, and then I was talking to a bunch of schools, and then I was like, I need to go visit. So I went immediately from Utah on my family vacation, left, went there on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, like Eve, and then New Year's Eve was there, went home, and then I was like, I'm going here. And High Point's about 5,000 students. Yeah. To you, I mean, coming from West Virginia, and we'll get into that, because what's, what's the differences? I mean, because 5,000, that's a, maybe twice the size of modern day. Yeah. So for, it honestly feels a bit bigger because West Virginia is so big, you're not really around a lot of people. Interesting. So like all my friends were athletes and we lived in one little area. We'd go to our classes and like a lot of the time, in all honesty, like most of us didn't go to classes because it wasn't like, oh, you have to go to class. It was just like check in on your phone and you're done. So we'd all hang out. Then we'd go to practices and we'd hang out again. But it was just like, I only ha knew like so many people. And so let's talk about the... At a HP, what's your yes. major there? So I went in majoring in exercise science, and I'm currently, when I go back, I'm in the process of changing to become a biochemistry major. What made you decide to change? So I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to do with my career, and I really wanted to go into physical therapy and athletic training. And then I was thinking more like I was more interested in stuff with like skin, dermatology-wise, like helping my mom find good products for herself and my little sister. So it's a really well-paying career and I want to be able to afford my lifestyle that I have now. 
So I was like, okay, well, if I do a lot of school and I put in a lot of work, I can become a dermatologist. So I kind of switched my career path, which is why I switched my major. And would you say, how are the classes there in terms of the enrollment and the ratio size? So I love the size of the classes because the lecture halls are about like 80, 90 people, which isn't as big compared to West Virginia. But they're big enough, but small enough to the point you can interact with your teacher. Your teacher will know your name. You'll be able to email them and they'll be able to help you out compared to like the smaller. The other classes are like 15 to 30 kids, which is not bad. I love it because like that one on one you get with the teacher, like you can email them, like I was saying, and they'll be able to respond to you quickly. And like the biggest thing was they know your name, which you're like in college. They normally aren't going to know your name because there's so many right, kids. Right, right. And did you have more of a teacher relationship or was there like aides as well? Because some of the bigger schools, like right, the the big uh, lecture halls. Yeah. It was all mainly just teachers. Like you don't have aides because of the class size isn't as big. But like there's tutoring centers and stuff where you can get tutors and all that, which I did. But my GPA went up insanely compared to being at a big school. Why do you think being- that? I honestly think I'm able to focus more in the smaller environment, but also you're able to feel comfortable with your teacher enough to like reach out for an extension or just interact, be like, hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Can you help me out? And the teacher-student communication is just fabulous. Like it's very quick. They get to you right away. And if they don't, they'll they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I couldn't get this. Like, and everything works itself out. Whereas at West Virginia, it was like you like, I didn't even know some of my professors' names just because it's like, they don't know me. I just go to class. I learn the information. And I didn't feel as comfortable, like, asking for an extension and stuff like that because they didn't really know who I was. And now, I don't know how in-depth you are with, like, the mentorship or the premier life schools or life skills yes. uh, with the classes. But talk, because that's kind of what HPU is known for. Yes. Life after graduation, premier life skills. So... What are some of the things, I mean, you read about it, you hear about it. I mean, I'm Josh was getting information yeah. about it, but hands on, what can you tell to the audience of like what you see in terms of the mentorships or the, how you interact with the professional world? So professional worldwide, like professional worldwide, you have a couple of restaurants, which are nicer. And in order you call, you have to make a reservation you have to dress up very nice, very professional, and you have to go to the restaurant. And it kind of is set up in a way to teach you like manners, like what fork to use, how to order food politely, all that kind of stuff. And then besides that, there's also like one building, it's called Cottrell, where it's like it's set up to different types of simulations for like interviews. If you're going to get a job at like, like say the music industry, they have a room set up to where an interview would look like that. So they teach you how to have an interview in whatever professional setting you're going into. And besides that, like my right now I have a student success coach. So they're constantly checking in with you like every month, see how you're doing, see how classes are, kind of helping you work your schedule to be able to succeed. Student success coach, are they like juniors or seniors? No, or they're like older. adults. Like they're professional. Like they're professional people who come and help. They're like, they're sort of like your freshman, sophomore, you're like academic advisors, one would say. Right. And then kind of once you're after that sophomore year, you don't have a success coach anymore and you just have academic advisors, which are like the head of your department. And then for us athletes, we have our own academic advisors who handle all athletics. 
So takeaway or is it all combined? Because this is a big yes. part. Being a student athlete, uh, you have your academic center. Yeah. So how is that academic center being a student athlete? And if you weren't a student athlete, do you have an academic center? Or is it kind of so share on that? There's so many like areas on campus that are set up to be able to academically study. I wouldn't say there's academic centers like all around campus for people to go into, but the libraries have like small rooms that you can sit and study in. All the buildings have stuff underground, like the sciences buildings I've been in them. They have these little like, I don't know how to explain it, but you're like in a little box, you shut the door and it's like super tight, super small. You have a little desk, you put your computer on and I get work done so fast and it's like in this tight little space. And then there's like learning rooms with like whiteboards and stuff that you can write on and interact when you're trying to study with other people, which I did that a lot for my anatomy lab in the in the spring where we would go in, we'd study for our practicals, we'd draw like bones on the board and try and match it and all that stuff. And then athletically wise, we have, I believe we have a bunch of buildings. There's steel, there's the Cubane Arena, mm -hmm. there's, I forget what the, there's Witcher. Witcher is where the academic center or like where we'd go do our study hall is I personally didn't have to go do any study hall hours because my GPA is over a 3.5 oh you're smart no <laughs> we've worked on it we're doing a lot better at, in the environment you went to, uh, I'm at you, you went to modern day <laughs> I did they modern day did a really good job at preparing us for college I was so. just about to ask mm -hmm. you that because of the transition a lot of these students that come on my podcast or yeah. parents that listen either they're CDM Newport Harbor yes uh, modern day the transition going to first either regardless was it West Virginia or, Hype, or HPU what did modern day prepare you for just like the strive for academic excellence, like wanting to take hard classes and do well in them, but also the way I've been prepared, how to study for things, how to take notes, how to honestly, like with the iPads, how to manipulate and like know how to do everything electronically helps a ton, especially when I have to like scan my card, find the website to go print something at another place and run, go print it, go to class, turn that thing in. But they just do, and the teacher wise, like being able to email and communicate with your teachers like modern day just did a really good job academically and athletically preparing me for the college level. And now at HPU, do you have a lot of homework? See, in college, I wouldn't say you have a lot of homework. You get a lot of work, but if you balance it well, it doesn't feel overwhelming because you have a lot more time in your day than you do in high school to get it all done. So I kind of plan my week like, oh, I have this class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So there's homework due Wednesday. I'll do some of it Monday night and I'll finish it like Tuesday during the day. And then I submit it. I'm done. So you kind of just have to plan time to do your homework. Being in college, you have to be very organized and you have to set a plan because it'll help you throughout your week, especially as a student athlete being busy all the time. And you hit it right on the point, just being prepared and being organized yes. and having a schedule, but being more importantly, a student athlete, you have to be more regimen. Yes. But the classes that you're taking, so uh, someone that's listening might be a student athlete. What's the student athlete class schedule like? So you always get priority to pick your classes. So you get to pick your classes about three, four days before everyone else. And you always get the classes you want because it has to go with your schedule. So all the classes are different depending on what you major in. So, but you all take similar gen ed, general education courses. Right. So for me in the fall, it's going to be pretty tough. I'm taking chemistry, which is going to be pretty hard, but I think I got it. 
wouldn't it be better <laughs> to take chemistry when it's off season? Well, I have to take a science. So, and I already finished biology and I did anatomy. So I have to take chemistry, but I'm pretty good at math. So I'm hoping I'll be okay. But let me ask you this because HPE only has about 47, 4,800 undergrad yeah. students. It can't be that hard from what I'm reading to get classes. Yes, you get priority, yeah. but even if you're a student, pretty sure you're getting your classes that you yeah. want. You get almost every class that you want. Sometimes it fills up, especially depending on if you want to pick your classes in the morning or the afternoon or the night. For us, everything has to be in the morning. So on Fridays, well, we have to have everything done before 2, 2.30, hopefully. So we start everything by 3. So my classes, how my schedule works is I have three classes Monday, three on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, then I have one on Thursday and then two on Friday. So my load gets lighter throughout the week. And that Thursday when I don't have, when I have one class, it starts at 12.05. So I get to sleep in all morning, go to class, get my food or whatever, then go to practice. They say being a student athlete at a D1 school mm -hmm. is like having a job. When I was a student manager oh, yeah. at Long Beach State, I thought it was a job. Yeah. But I think today it's even more of a job. So someone that might be balancing, you know, like a lot of students at modern day go on to play collegiate sports, yes. but some don't want to, but maybe do a club sports yeah. or, and, and I forget, I think HPU does have club yeah, sports. Yeah, we do. We have quite a few. We have, like, if you think about the volleyball side, we don't have a men's team for Correct. D1 team, but we have a men's club team. And I have a couple of friends who play on that team and they love it. It's pretty flexible with their schedule. And I have a ton of friends who like play club basketball. So, and like one of my friends who kind of helps with that club basketball stuff, he played D1 there and he doesn't play anymore because he kind of just got worn out. Okay. But he still enjoys it. He actually transferred to D2 school after his first year, then transferred back to High Point because that's how much he actually really liked the school. Because he loved it so much. Yeah. So he played at High Point his freshman year, transferred because he wasn't playing a lot, then transferred back and now he's just a student. It's crazy. That's how much he was telling me. He's like, I just like the school and the people so much I had to come back. So really, I mean, it is, it, it's a job and either you're all in or you're not, right? I mean, do you know people yeah. either, not only at High Point, maybe yeah. even at West Virginia or even people that you know through playing from high school that went to college and said, you know what? I loved it. I was good, but this, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I wouldn't say there was anyone close, like super close to me that was like, oh, like, I don't want to play anymore. But I've no, I know, I know of quite a few people who are like, who I had met, like this girl I had been playing, like we were both committed to West Virginia. She decommitted and now was going to another school. She played her first year there and now she doesn't want to play anymore. But she's doing really well where she's at, so. And you mentioned your friend that went to HPU, then transferred, then come back. Yeah. Let's talk about transferring because you came from yes. West Virginia, different story. So when you committed out of modern day, yes. why did you even decide on West Virginia to begin with? So that's a really good question. I've never been like fully asked like, oh, why did you decide this? So for me, it was just- Until Fonger News asked you. Until Fonger <laughs> News asked me. I've kind of been asked questions in that area, but like nothing like- They danced around it. Yes, danced around that. But for me, I just, it was COVID. So it was really hard. I had a position switch. So I was an outside hitter growing up until 16s. Then that sophomore year of high school, that same club year, Coach Odell made me a libero, and I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. It's this you. Is, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's me. This is what I want to do in college. So I transitioned after that COVID year, 17s. I moved clubs to Coast in San Diego, and I started playing libero. So 
West Virginia was actually recruiting me when I was an outside hitter. So it was a school that followed me and still wanted me when I changed positions. Very interested, very good at recruiting. They're very nice. They interact well. Super great people. Just if you're hanging out, having a conversation with them. Super great. Tracy was amazing. Mm -hmm. She was the one who recruited me. And I remember like touring the school virtually, having Zoom meetings. And I was like, I really felt wanted. And I had always been like, the dream was to go Power Five, top conference. Big 12 was actually voted like the top conference and come fall for that women's volleyball and all that kind of stuff. Most wins, all that. And it's a very successful conference, hence Texas is in it and just won the national championship. And I was just knew I was going to be around people that were going to help me succeed. And not only athletically, but academically and at a university where I can make a name for myself and help make a name for the program. You visited Morgantown. Yes. So I visited after I committed because I was unable to get out there before due to just everything going on with COVID. And then you stepped foot on campus. Loved it. I went to a football game. So much fun. Like being a Mountaineer is crazy because that school is the town. It's the only thing there. Yeah. So everybody knows you. Like if you're an athlete, like people come near. It's crazy. It's a big college town. Loved it. I wouldn't trade my experience for the world being able to like go have fun with my friends, go to football games, travel to schools like Texas and Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, Kansas State, like all those Oklahoma, like all those schools and just be in the environment I was in to really find out like what it is I really wanted. So what part of the year at West Virginia that you said to yourself, you know what? This is not for me. So I was just having a really hard time being super duper far away from home. And I didn't really realize that that was the thing that was bothering me. I wasn't worried about how far I was. Hence, I'm at a school that's a lot farther than West Virginia. Hello. Yeah. You're on the East Coast still. (laughs) Three hour time zone. Yeah. But I just like was able to, I got to a point like something was said to me. I forget in what scenario, but then I realized I was like, why am I here? Like I got to a point where I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel like I was really wanted here anymore. So I got to a point where I was like, I was miserable. And I got to a point where I started to not really like volleyball anymore. And everybody knows me. That's not me. I love volleyball. It's like, I want to play forever. I'd play forever if I could, but it's a part of who I am. And I was like, am I like falling out of love with the sport? And I was like, there's no way. And then I started to pay more attention around me, like how I was being treated. And I was like, this isn't right. And there's like a whole like other personal side of it that I'm not just not going to share, which was the move that I was like, I need to get out of here. Right. So. And was that after the first semester or I I forget when you just. I transferred in the middle of the year. So it was actually, we had about three weeks left of our season when I was like, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be. Okay. And this is, so during the season, you put your name in the portal. No. So I stuck it out. I played the end of the year. You can't put your name in the portal until November 28th. So you waited and then you put your name. So you finished your. Yes. I finished my season. And then we had end of the year meetings. They're like, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. What are your thoughts? And I was like, and I had just come back from going home. And I was like, look, I know I told you guys like, I wasn't going to transfer because I committed here when I was a junior in high school because you guys wanted me. This is where I wanted to be. And I made that tough decision. 
when I could have waited and seed, but I, I just wanted to commit early and already know because with COVID, you never knew what was going to happen. Right. So I kind of stuck with it, went with it, and I was really happy with my decision. And then in that meeting, I was kind of just like, I went home and I talked to mom and it's just like, it's not that I want to be closer to home. I just don't feel like this is my home anymore. So I was like, with that, like, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you for recruiting me here. Thank you for getting me to this level that I've always wanted to be at. It was like a dream. It was a dream Absolutely. for me. And I was like, but I'm going to be entering the transfer portal. And they said, thank you for everything. We wish you well. Good luck in your next. So then I went, I went down to, oh, I forget where I went. I went down the hall, went in, filled out my paperwork and got put in the portal. If someone's listening, yes. either a student today in high school or might be in college yeah. or even a parent, right? If Jordan, you're, if my kid, I was listening and said, oh my gosh, you got to listen to Jordan on this podcast. If you had to do it all over again, what advice or recommendation, maybe coming out of high school and yes, take it for granted it was COVID, yeah. but what are some things that you would do if you had to do it differently, you would do all over again? Honestly, I'm really grateful for my experience. I think every I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. And my path led me to where I am. And if I didn't make the decision I did, I wouldn't have ended up where I am. And I'm super grateful. But I would say one thing I feel like if I did do over again, I would have just taken my time a little bit, especially now everything's more normal than it was at the time when I committed. But don't rush anything. Kind of take your time. Really find out that the school is the perfect fit for you. I mean, not everything is going to be perfect, but just that it's the best fit. You're treated well by not only your teammates or people who are going to be your teammates, but your coaches and just all the support staff, because that's the biggest thing is you want to be in an environment where you're playing the sport you love with people you love to be around. You hit it right on the dot. And I hear this common theme because I tell student athletes the yeah. same thing and parents. I'm like, there's no rush. Why are you trying to commit already when you're a well, now you can't do it until you're a junior, yeah. but I said, wait it out. It's just really hard because as an athlete, not, you don't, it's not, I'm not going to say like, that's not how, why I wanted it. Like I didn't want like, oh, the flex, like I committed two years before I'm going to school, but just because I thought I had my life figured out, but then you're 17. I didn't really fear, yeah. I was actually 16 when I committed. So I was, I was younger than that, but I was just like, this is my place. Yes. And then no. No, and, it wasn't. <laughs> and things change and happen so yeah. quick. What about the peer pressure? Not the flex part, but uh -huh. oh there my is gosh, a lot so, of pressure. Is there? Once you went, that recruiting process is so filled with pressure. I had to do it twice and it sucked both times, but I was able to find my way and led me to where I am. It's just very stressful. You're, you're talking to so many people. You're still at the point where you're trying to finish school, finish your club sports, figure out what it is you want to do with your life Like when you get older. like You have to figure out everything so quick. Would you say, though, as a student athlete, and I always tell this because, yeah, they're selling you, right? Yes. And they're asking, you should be interviewing them. Yeah. Is I asked so many questions. I had like a list. I played 21 questions with them. I asked them all the questions I had in the world. All right, so. Every coach I talked to. High school student today. Yes. What are some top questions that are not your generic general questions that most student athletes would ask? What are things that you think are must for a high school student? I don't care what sport to ask college coaches. So my main question is, 
just like off the bat is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's general, but like it's something I really like to ask was, where do you see this program being when I'm there and in the future? They explain, they talk to it. And then my biggest thing, which threw a lot of coaches off and were like, how do we answer this? And I was like, where do you see, if I were to commit to your school right now, where do you see me fitting into your program? Because that's the biggest thing, because they have to tell you right on the spot where they see you, where they see your future going, and like what they want you to do for their program. And that was my big thing is some coaches were like, well, we just need a kid who can do this and this. And others are like, we know how you are as a person. We want you as a person and we want you as a player. You're a great player. You're good at this, this and this. You can be an asset. And they will go into detail. And the more detail they go into, the more you'll, you can understand and kind of picture like how you're going to fit in there. And that, that's the main question I asked is like, where if I commit right now and I'm coming here even university next year, where do you see me fitting into your program? Were there any questions or coaches that kind of just blew the fluff and the the smoke yeah. or what would you say, like, stay away from? Like, what's one that, that might catch a student like, oh, they want me. But in the reality, I'm like, dude, they're doing this to every freaking student. You know that, right? Like, what would be like some red flags? Like for me, some of them were like, oh, you're a good passer and that's what they need for your team, our team. And I'm just like, that's it. <laughs> you just need me because I'm a good passer. Okay. So I think if they just talk strictly about your skill and how it can help your, their program, don't go there. But if they're like, you're a great passer, we see how you, like, you, we see you fitting well into our program, but we think you can develop and here's how. And they start to explain it. Like at High Point, when I went in, they had this thing, Coach Meek, he calls it volley talk. I went in there. They had broken down an entire chart of all my passing on my left, on my right, if it's short, if it's deep. And I'm just like, that's insane. Like, that's how you show a coach is putting that much effort into you. That's how much they really want you. If it wasn't HPU, where would it have been? I was kind of looking all over the place when I was in the portal. I had conversations with LMU, New Mexico. I was I was talking to Joy Furbringer, which was one of my head coaches. She would tell me like what spots had like walk-ons or who needed my position and maybe had money maybe didn't and then I talked to High Point I talked to Maryland just kind of all over the place but the biggest schools I was looking at I honestly was interested in High Point right away I also talked to FIU but the biggest thing for me with High Point is the first phone call I got was in the biggest time of the year they're about to go on a bus two days later to go to Ohio State to play them in the first round of the NCAA tournament and the head coach calls me directly and is like, hey, Jordan, we saw you're in the portal. We're interested. Had a whole conversation. Could have t- I go in his office all the time. Like I could have a conversation with him for hours. They're just great people. And just. But maybe that's high point in yeah, itself. It is. It really is. But I just honestly, I talked to that school. I saw that school immediately. And I had like a gut feeling. This is where I'm going to go. And get this, I told my mom, I talked to them, the head coach called me. She was like, mm, it's too far. I don't know. Because hey. that was, I was worried about distance at that point. Okay. And then my mom looked into school and she goes, oh, I would totally support you going there if you're going that far. So for me, I was just like, yes. So this is. conversations and then. This is a great transition because now we're going to go back into the HPU, right? The whole just Panther itself. So I'm going to just kind of throw out something, yeah. right? Like things that I remember about HPU. And I just want to know what first word or comes to mind, okay? Uh-huh. So 
I mean, when we're walking down the hallways and you see freaking Einstein with the with the music and Beethoven and Mozart playing in the background, like, what comes to your mind? Like, well, when I first like was walking, he walked me through, and in my head I was like, no effing way! Like, there's no way this is real right now. I like, I didn't even have a word. Like, I was like, if anything, like, my mind was blown. I was like, insane. Golf carts. You're driving. Okay, you're a student athlete. So obviously you're going in a golf cart, but these golf carts are blows away any. Yeah. Except maybe, I don't know, I haven't been to Alabama or Oregon on a golf cart. But, oh, they're so nice. But these HPU golf carts going around campus, I went in the summer. So yeah. they had like the zipper. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is like air conditioned. Yeah. So those are pretty cool. I ride an electric, I ride an electric scooter all over campus just because I don't, I mean, it's definitely walkable. But I'm tired after lift and stuff, and I just find my scooter pretty handy. So but, electric electric scooters are are oh yeah, are a lot of the athletes have them, especially okay. like men's basketball last year. Like every single one of them was on a scooter. Some of the women's basketball players, and then a couple of my teammates have them as well. But it's really handy. I highly recommend it. All right, those of you listening. <laughs> all right, so now let's talk about like just the dorms. All right, and this is not even student athletes. I mean, these dorms. I'm gonna say the. The fitness centers, it not on the campus, but in your dorms. Yeah. So High Point Housing's one of the nicest housing in probably all of the country. They have a neighborhood of houses in the back of the campus, like bazillion houses. And then they own houses on the street. Like when I transferred in the middle of the year, I didn't live in a dorm. I went straight into a house. I had my own room, had the biggest closet out of all of us, had a full kitchen, dining room, living room. I had my own washer and dryer. Like, it was paradise. But the freshman year dorms, from like what all my friends said, they're like super nice. Four of my teammates lived in Blessing, which is one of the buildings. Their showers, they said, were like super small because they're like 6'3 and they have to like shrink in there. But it's like four bed, four bedrooms, two bathrooms, living area, kitchen, like everything's really nice. And I've been in a couple of my other friends who lived in another area called Wanick, or they call it like UC2. They lived over there. And that's just ridiculously nice as well. It's just insane. The And where I'm living next year is also insane. And we'll get to that. <laughs> the theaters. Like the movie theater yes. on our campus. I didn't know that was a thing. I was like, I walked in, I was like, this isn't normal. Why is there a movie theater? Like legit movie theater. Yeah, legit. All right, uh, let's go into. People are listening to this. They're like, yeah. I gotta go check out this campus. Let's so talk nice. about the fine dining restaurants. Oh, Prime, Aloe. Now there's gonna be Hibachi restaurant. So Prime's more like that steak restaurant, like kind of like a steakhouse where they're like serving you. Right. They have a lot of great options. I'm, I'm a steak and mashed potatoes girl, so I'll go there and get steak and mashed potatoes. Aloe's also really good. It's a lot different. Of, like, they're pretty different cuisines. Aloe does have steak. I love steak, so I typically get steak. But just... And it's, you You have to use your card, and yeah. there's, so it you, you it's get, all free. Yeah, so you, get, so you get however many meal swipes, and you get seven magic meals a week, which you could spend at, like, the Jamba Juice, the Starbucks, the Chick-fil-A, Subway, the Point, which is, like, our, like, is, like, a bar kind of like a bars type style restaurant with like kind of what foods they serve like a sports bar it but inside i, I don't remember where the point is inside the... it's inside wanik which is like the the one of the main buildings which okay. also has like high point bagels like no not high point bagels but they sell high point bagels but it's called the great bakery 
And I remember where the so, rec center was. Yes. Like, right? There's like a little track upstairs, like the basketball. Oh my gosh. That student union center. Yes. There's a whole like pond and body of water outside with like a floating fire pit that yes. you can go sit on. I love it. I spend a lot of time in there. I go upstairs and I'm studying in front of the Starbucks or I'm downstairs talking to some of my friends who are just playing basketball, running around in there. Or I'll get Chick-fil-A or they have... Um, we did get free Chick-fil-A that day. Oh, yeah. They should. They give you a little card. Like, for my birthday, in the mail, I got sent a birthday card from them with a, like, meal card. Like, a little thing to use for free mail when I get back to campus. Okay, Jordan, what do you not like about HPL? There has to be something no. that you don't like. I don't even know. What okay, then like. I'll bring it up then. Let's because we're going to... This is a great transition. Yes. Because the biggest concern that maybe some people might have, it's a Christian dry campus so i've talked to a lot of students i've I talked to a lot say of parents it's a christian dry campus okay so how would you it's phrase not it really i wouldn't it's called a god family country school because you take a language you take a religion you're taught like life skills you're taught about stuff that's going on all around the world but it's not like a oh this is a christian university at least from my understanding of it i wouldn't say like oh it's a religious school like we have to go to church and all this kind of stuff not like modern day. No. Not like we have mass. But are like with a school that has Christian university in yes. it, right? But all right, for those that are listening, a student or a parent, I mean, sometimes colleges, they're all they want to hear this is why people listen to this podcast. They yes. want to talk about, all right, is there alcohol allowed? How's the partying? Where's the off campus scene? Like, where do yeah. I go where can I go get hammered? Do I get a fake ID somewhere? So yeah. How's that, if, if that's the persona of HPU, mm -hmm. now's a chance to say, all right, what is HPU, nightlife, entertainment, yeah. the social scene, that scene? The social scene's pretty pretty big. They have, like, tailgates and stuff before certain events, like lacrosse and men's basketball. And in the arena, like, they sell drinks to students if you're over 21. They sell and drinks to students? They sell at drinks at games. So okay, you can buy a drink a, at a game. That's a plus. That is a plus for a lot of kids over 21. They're going in there, they're getting stuff. And obviously those kids who are under 21 who still make their way to get something. Right, so a fake but, IDs, that, that people have fake IDs there. I would assume people have fake IDs. Yeah. I know people who do. I personally don't have one because I don't find the need for it. But especially as an athlete, you don't really have a lot of time to do a lot of stuff. But when you're off season, they have we have really big Greek life. So there's always, everyone's typically going to like the frats on the weekend. There's something okay. going on. Sometimes they're boring. Sometimes they're fun. But then about 20, 25 minutes away in Greensboro, there's a place on Fridays that's open. It's called Arizona Pete's, which starts as country line dancing. Then at 12, it turns to a club. I've been there a couple of times with my teammates. It's 18 plus. It's pretty fun. And then there's a lot of bars and breweries around High Point. So it's a my coaches go to them. Some of my older teammates go to them, and they always have a really good time. So is it tough to get back in, check back in the campus no, after? just flash your ID card, and if you don't have it, they'll ask for your first and last name and then your student ID number. And if you don't know it, they'll just look you up in your system and you're good to so go. So it's easy getting in, getting out. Yeah, very uh, easy. And just have that ID handy. Flash it, put it in your pocket, you're good. It's just crazy. It's it's honestly really nice, though, that they do it because you feel very safe and protected. Now, is it mainly the upperclassmen, if you're over 21, you're outside of the campus going out, drinking, having fun partying? Would, or is it? I wouldn't say that. Like, I've been to a few house parties outside of the campus. I've gone to a couple places with some of my friends. 
There's also on Thursdays, it's called After Hours. So there's literally shuttles that will take you to this bar called 1614. And it's on Thursday nights, all for just high point students. So it's a very young crowd. A lot of people, one of my roommates, she's a grad student. So she would go there because she's 22. So she would go and she always had a fun time. When it's not off season or some of your friends that aren't involved in sports, like, yeah. you know, they want to get away for the weekends. Where's... Obviously, there's Charlotte there, yeah. but but where are people going? There's Greensboro, where you land into, yeah. or, or um, or, or I just said Charlotte. Uh, but where are people going and hanging out? Like if they want to get away on the weekend, someone maybe from, you know, a different state. Like yeah. where are they going? A lot of people normally will go into Charlotte because you have the Hornets are there. If they're in season, they're probably playing on a weekend. I've been to a Hornets game. It was actually pretty fun. But there's that. There's also you could go see the Carolina Panthers play too. Don't know exactly what cities that's in. Or if you drive all the way down a few hours, you can end up in like Ocean Isle, which is on the beach. So it's on the coast. But I mean, Charlotte, I'd say is the big area. People go into Greensboro. There's a lot of concerts that happen there. There's we have minor league baseball out there, like the High Point Rockies, I believe. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. They play out there. So there's no professional base. There's also hockey. That's the right. Hurricanes. hurricanes. There's a lot of sporting events to go to if you like that. There's a lot of there's three professional sports teams and all those minor league baseball teams. So So when Michael and Dana are in town or even Kurt, yeah. where are they taking you to dinner? If it's not You mean it, where am I taking them to dinner and then they're paying for it? <laughs> exactly. Where are they obviously so, are any of your teammates, right? Parents come in town, besides the places yeah. on campus, where are they where are they, where are you guys going to dinner? So I normally always ask my assistant coach because I was new. So he would give me all the recommendations. Go eat here. Go eat there. Um, I'm a big fan of Mi Pueblo, which is Mexican food. Very good. Different kinds of dishes. So when my mom normally comes in town, like I've taken there a couple times. We go there with like each other. Our team, that's like normally where we'll go to have like a team dinner outside of campus. But there, Blue Zucchini, Blue Magnolia. There's like a chain. All very good A lot good of blues. Food. A lot of blues. Breakfast. Where are we? Where are we waking up? Either after a long night, or just like I want to go get like a bagel. Or where's the place to be? Where's the? If you want a bagel? Part? High Point Bagels. But also they have this chain. Why am I blanking on the name? Biscuitville. Biscuitville. Wait. That's right across the Spicy, street. Honey and chicken biscuit. That's where we so actually good. went. It's I know exactly. It, it's like you right have to in, get the if you haven't gotten it, get the spicy chicken and honey biscuit. Best spicy thing. chicken and honey it's biscuit. It's like well, they're at Chick Fil A now. You I don't know if you saw, but they're making the spicy chicken biscuit. So in the morning they have the spicy chicken on a biscuit. But imagine that covered in honey. That's Biscuitville. Who has the best? This I'm just the question just came to my mind. I never asked this one because it's never in the South, and I love sweet tea. Who has the best sweet tea? So, everyone has sweet tea. So there's this restaurant. It's called the Cookout, and it's <laughs> love it. That's a Southern chain, the Cookout. I love Cookout, and I always get the box, and I get a huge tea, and that sweet tea sweet is tea. just so good, and it's huge. <laughs> I love it. Like, after going out, like, one of my friends who didn't drink, normally they'll drive, we'll hop in the car, we'll go get cookout. Burger, hush puppies, white cheddar bites. What's better, cookout or have you had Bojangles? 
I like cookout better. Cookout over anything. I'm a big cookout. Really? I stand for cookout. Okay, see, I, I love know, Bojangles. I don't know why. I just am not a fan of Bojangles. Um, okay. So I'm not a- like itching to have Bojangles. I'm itching to go to cookout. Do you miss cookout right now? Yeah, but it's just like the feeling I get when I miss canes when I'm over there. Or in and out. Yeah. It's like missing that. I would say in and out and canes are better because they're just... All right, so someone, okay. <laughs> someone go, some, someone going to High Point because we always talk about the weather. Fast food cookout. Just letting you know that now. <laughs> Jordan's talking about the cookout. Now right. I'm thinking about it. See, dang, Fonga. <laughs> dang. Weather, like, does it suck? I like, I know what North Carolina is like from I Cal. Love the weather. Okay, so look at <laughs> we're here. It's 70 degrees right here. We're looking at the Pacific yeah. Ocean. Like, someone from Southern California, are they going to like High Point University? So I like it. And I'm from Southern California. Yeah, but you could be classified, like, you could be weird and say, okay, okay well, that's Jordan. I mean, well, I'm not weird. Okay. I would hope I'm not weird. <laughs> Anyways. Different. No, but it's, it's different. Better word to use. But it's very nice. Like, in the winter where, like, winter-ish that I was in, like, the January, February, it's, it'll be sunny, but it'll be cold. But you don't feel as cold because the sun is shining on you. Because there's blue skies. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. The sky looks like it does right now. Right, but it's Clear like no clouds. 30, 40. 40, 45? Uh, that's Insane. interesting. That's Insane. interesting you said that because yeah. Julia in Madison yeah. said the difference between Wisconsin and Seattle is it's freezing in Madison, but there's blue skies. Yeah. In Seattle, it's gray and it's still cold and it's miserable. Yeah. So at least you have the sun. That's, ooh, that's the a good point. The sun's normally out. It can snow there, but it's not like expected to pour snow every year right but right. like if you look up high point university and it's like snowy it looks so beautiful <laughs> all right now I'm just saying as we get into the season it w- it's really weird though like going about like the weather and stuff for some reason it literally always will rain on a sunday for at least an hour i can't even tell you but me and my roommate like paid attention to it We're like why does it always rain on a sunday for an hour well, it's time to go watch some football games. The Panthers are just get ready Stuff for the like that. It's just right? weird, like on a Sunday, like it just rains. How have you met the president yet? I have not met him personally, but I've seen him. I've seen him around, seen my basketball games. Yeah, he's a pretty nice guy, from what I've heard. Upcoming season. Yes. What are you looking forward to the most? So the people listening to this might be now, if they've listened to this whole podcast about like HBU. Yeah, we're talking. Okay. We're not talking about football season. Well, I don't play football. Well, I'm just saying, you don't have a football team. No. But what the volleyball season. Yes. What can we expect out of High Point University? Well, what we can expect is typically we bring home that title in the Big South, and then we'll go into the NCAA tournament, at least the first round. But according to our coaches this year, we're supposed to have the talent, one of the most talent, if not the most, like if not the most, but one of the most talented teams at High Point has ever had. Very physical, really good transfers at the program. We're set to be a very good team, and we have a very pretty tough preseason schedule. So we're just looking to have a really good outcome, play some good volleyball, play well, play together because we're a pretty new group, but we have quite a lot of experience. So. Well, I was very, I was in town. Fortunately, I was in town yeah. in Madison last year when yes. High Point played Wisconsin. Yeah. And that was kind of fun because I had the experience of yeah. people like, where's HPU? I'm, I'm like, it's in North Carolina. Yeah. Like, you never heard of them? Yeah. Right. Uh, just watching them, but complete different level, right? Yes. You're looking at top four in the nation yeah. as compared to maybe 
top 32 team, right? Yeah. Like, and there was a, it's like modern day playing freaking <laughs> Los Alamitos yeah. or Huntington Beach, yeah. right? There's a, there's that drop off. Yeah. But so we're going to be pretty physical this year. I would say the team at High Point has a lot better of a program than West Virginia did, which I'm excited for to grow in that program and grow with very good athletes. The big thing with that is like, we're going, I'd honestly say we're going a bit tougher than Wisconsin. We're going to Minnesota and we're playing Minnesota at Minnesota. The barn. The path. Playing at the path. And we're playing Minnesota at the path. But then, get this. After we play Minnesota, that same weekend, we're flying to Pittsburgh and we're playing Pitt. That's a, good, that's a tough non-conference. Just came to the fi- just was in the final four, so that's our last week in a preseason. We're going to Minnesota. We play Minnesota and Creighton is the other team we're playing. Then we go to Pitt and play Pittsburgh. Thanksgiving week, we're going and flying to TCU and we're playing TCU. But then also our opener is at J- James Madison University. Damn you! And they were in the tournament last year, so we're playing a lot of tough teams. Well, that's not an easy task. That nope. looks like it's going to be a tough schedule, good season. Yeah. Jordan, it's been fun catching up. I know yeah. we talk about HBU. Yeah. Finally got to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Share your story. Share your experience. For those that are listening, find out a little bit more about HPU located in North Carolina. It's great been having you. Thanks, Fonger. Thanks for having me. I've had a blast. Fonger News, out. <laughs>